as always, as you begin to log on, if, uh, if you don't care, if you can hear me, to just give me a thumbs up or a, a comment that the sound is good. Um, um, hope that you had a wonderful day. I hope that uh, uh, I just hope that you've been you've had a good day. And um, uh, in this old world, I, I think some days are easier than others, but every day's a gift. And so as you serve the Lord in whatever capacity He's asked you to serve Him, uh, I hope that it went well. Tonight I'm going to talk to you about the last chapter of the Old Testament. And I want to talk to you about being a promise keeper. Now, you probably heard it if you've been around the church very long. A few years ago there was a big push about promise keepers. Um, but I think in the world that we live, uh, keeping a promise, um, keeping someone's word is, uh, is not as common as it should be. Um, we see politicians that get elected and, and uh, uh, break their promises. Um, whether or not you agreed with the last president or this president, uh, or their policies, uh, most of them did what they said they were going to do. I uh, don't really agree with a lot of the policies that the new guy is doing, but hey, you know, even if he's wrong, he said he was going to do these radical things, and he has. And um, But usually that's not the case. Uh, politicians will tell you they're not going to raise your taxes, and they will. Someone tells you they're going to... Um, love you in sickness and in health till death do you part, and they don't. But when we read the last chapter of the Old Testament, we are reminded that God is a promise keeper. And I just really, as I've been praying about this with one night before we go into the weekend, I really thought, what does God want for us? And I just really felt like the Lord wanted me to remind you, and because He has to remind me, that He is faithful to keep His promises. All of them. Uh, God doesn't keep half of His promises. God doesn't keep a quarter of His promises. God keeps all of His promises. And so in Malachi chapter 3, starting in verse 1, He's talking about something that's going to happen and some one. It says in verse 1, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. You see, the Old Testament people had, had been close to God, fallen away from God. Been close to God, been fallen away from God. They'd been in captivity and in blessings. And the Old Testament ends with this simple fact that God reminds them, I am going to send my messenger. I am going to send the one of the covenant. And if you flip over to chapter 4, that very last chapter in the book of Malachi, the very last chapter of the Old Testament, he says... 
<clears throat> he he talks about this day is coming and and that the Lord will appear. But in verse two, he says these words: "But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise." And almost all Bible scholars understand that this was talking about Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God. And you see, if I was an Old Testament Jewish person, and I had read the scriptures about Adam and Eve and how God was going to crush the head of the serpent, if I had read through my ancestors' history about how Abraham lied that Sarah wasn't his wife, that Lot's wife was killed because of her sin, that Noah gets off the boat and falls into sin. If I had read this Old Testament about King David, this great king who had done all these wicked things, if I had heard the stories of how our people had been into captivity, I would think God has got to be done with us. There's no purpose He could have for us. And I really want you to hear this tonight because I really feel, after just praying about it and seeking the Lord's face, that there are some people listening to this tonight who feel that God just is done with them. That they've failed Him, that they've struggled, that they've made a mess of things, that they've not been who God wants them to be, and He has just given up on you. God did not give up on the children of Israel, and He has not given up on you. And that's why the very last chapter of the Old Testament says, I'm going to send Him. Just like I promised in Genesis, just like I promised in Isaiah, I'm reminding you one last time before God went silent for a few hundred years, I haven't forgotten you. I haven't given up on you. I haven't broken my promise. You see, I've pastored a long time now, and I've heard it all. I've heard um, spouses who've cheated on their loved ones to promise they'll never do it again. I've seen uh, parents caught in drunkenness and debauchery and promise their kids they'd never drink again. I've seen people gamble their life savings away and promise their significant others that that'll never happen again. And many times it does. I've married couples who've made promises that they would stay together until death does them part. And those promises have not been kept. I'm guilty of it as well. I make promises to God, Lord, if you'll get me out of this mess, I'll never overeat again. I've seen it in my own life. People promise to be there for you, and they don't. People who you think are close to you, friends to you, fall into the trap of all the junk that goes on in this old world. But I want you to know someone who doesn't. And that's God. God will not break His promise to you. He will never back out of a promise. And even tonight, if you're listening to this and you've given up all hope, all sense of direction, if you're so discouraged and downtrodden that you just don't think there's any purpose for your life, God is saying to you tonight, I'm a promise keeper. 
I made a promise when I saved you. I made a promise when I called you. I promise to never leave you. And even though the old ship may be battered, the anchor holds. As the old song said, He's the God on the mountain and He's the God in the valley. Doesn't matter if everybody's left you and betrayed you. God hasn't. Doesn't matter if you're in a sin-sick mess that you've caused yourself. God says, I'll forgive you. If you've lost something that you wish you'd never have lost, whether it's a marriage or a spouse or a child or, or whatever it is, there's nothing that God can't bless you with as well. And so tonight, I hope that you'll remember that in your life, that God is a promise keeper. And He's made many promises in His Word. And I hope that you'll study it. You'll get to know the promises and the keeper of those promises. And as always, I want you to know I love you. I'm thankful for you. Uh, I'm praying for you. As always, if I can ever answer any questions you have, maybe you have a Bible question, maybe you have a personal question, just send it to me. And I'll try to answer it. Prayer request, I pray for you. And if I can ever help you in any way, please let me know. And so, uh, Lord willing, and if the rapture doesn't happen, which I hope it does, we'll see you Monday night.